0: Okay, Aaron, you're going to try to take me to the fucking darkness. I'll see you.
1: <laughs> hey, man, so, if you bring so, it up, well, if you bring it up, I'm going to ask yeah. you about it. So that's... No, 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 you
0: can't. You know I'm fucking with you. Yeah, you, can, you can ask me anything. <laughs> Hip Hop Hustle Podcast, man. You heard it here first. He's not playing. No, Aaron's not playing no fucking game.
1: Oh, Don't crack me with the
0: guitar. You got your ear to the streets, man. Much love to
1: all the people down under. And make sure y'all follow the Hip Hop Hustle Podcast, man, because they giving y'all nothing but the real shit. But yeah, man, appreciate the intro, bro. Yeah, let's do it, man. Let's kick it off. Shout out to the whole Hip Hop Hustle Podcast. What's up with it? All right. Welcome to the Hip Hop Hustle Podcast. I'm extremely excited about my next guest. I've been looking forward to this for a while. We've been speaking for a, for a while. The great, the one and only Cuban Link. I mean, I have said on this podcast multiple times, my favorite rapper of all time is Big Pun. And so alongside Big Pun in Terror Squad is the one and only Cuban link. I mean, I've been listening to you for for years and years and years. So legitimately, I've been so excited about this podcast. I was telling my friends for like a month back, we were we we're trying to set this up. Now we finally got it. But man, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show.
0: Well, I mean, it's a pleasure being here, man pleasure being here and i appreciate that i appreciate the love and uh you know it's, it's good to hear that after all these years that uh, we put out as artists we put out in the game i'm a, I'm a pretty big like a, a vet a veteran. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a vet right now i'm a veteran so you know um to be heard you know artists like uh some other artists uh that that spend the time that i've been inside the game uh they don't get remembered as much you know you know what i'm saying and uh I, I, I've i been lucky. I've been lucky. The fans, some fans, you know, remember me. Um, that means we hit that type of peak where it's um, it was a household name at one point and that's the level. But uh, I'll be surprised sometimes. I'll be the little the little young kids be knowing me and stuff like that. That's like the dads and, and their moms be telling them about me. So uh, thank you for making me feel all this shit there, Aaron.
1: <laughs> You're welcome, man. Look, I, I recently, <laughs> with my youngest brother, Um, We recently sat and I was like, all right, we got to listen to Capital Punishment together. Like we got to, like we got to, we, so we literally just sat and listened to it and it was, and I was just like, just listen. Like I can't explain why, like, if I try to explain to anyone why that album is so good, it doesn't work, but you got to listen to it. And once you listen, it like breaks your mind as to how good, how complex it is. And like, I don't know, there's, did you know at the time when you were part of that recording that it would be, you know, that good?
0: Um we just was going with it. We was going with it. I mean, those ideas, every idea that was there. It was it was a, a mutual thing, you know what I'm saying? As far as like Pardon made me um almost like an executive producer, uh, you know, without getting the credit, you know what I'm saying? Because I was just there, you know, building things with him. And uh, you know, um Creating like skits and stuff with him uh and putting the albums like the sequence together, like you know, what should be the first song second, so you know um you know it was just incredible like you know what I'm saying, but at the same time it was like so close to me, and I was being you know I was a part of it with him, so it felt natural that's what we was doing regardless you know before that we we just you know we do that in the living room just by ourselves or something like playing around hobby shit like we you know I'll come up with a name of a of a song and we just start writing to it. But he, he used to like force me to write They used to take him out. I had like a lot a long time to write because I was critical of myself. But uh pun pun um you know he put that work in, and once he got that flowing, because you know, when you're a writer <clears throat> and you you know you, you gotta break that rush though first. It's really that with me. You know what I'm saying? Like if I stop for a minute, I start again, it's gonna be a slow process till so I get to the point where you know what I'm saying, like, okay, I got the idea, is it flowing? Um, that's how far, you know what I'm saying? I, I'll be apart from rap sometimes. So, uh, when I get into that mode, you know what I'm saying? he got like, when he got into that mode at that time, he never got off of it. So he was always, cause you know, he was definitely he took it serious. You know, I was still, you know, messing around cause I didn't even know I was going to get a deal in that with Joe. So, you know, I was just being like puns apprentice in that level, you know, but, uh, that that, teach, that taught me a lot, you know what I'm saying? From what like Joe was doing on stages and how he was uh, performing to so Pun's, uh, you know, hard work ethic and imagination. And all of that, you know, became a part of me when it was time for me to do my album.
1: Well, I mean, because it's not like you just turned up at Capital Punishment. Like like you said, you were growing up and like you guys were both on the beat nuts, uh, off the books yep. track. And like, so you were literally growing up together. So it's like you guys really kind of navigated the music industry together. Did you, like when you were oh, young, what, that,
0: that was, that was yeah. my bro. That was my bro before music.
1: You know, that was my brother before music. So that's what I'm saying. That
0: friendship was there before music. So we did basketball together, boxing. We were doing all those kind of things together already. So it was like, he was my partner, you know, regardless. So that's why it was so
1: natural. And when you got signed to Joe, cause you said you weren't, that's not something you, you ever expected. How did that, Feel like I, when you got signed,
0: it was it was not ever expected. It was just uh, far fetched at the time, and it was it was um more about you know you, you that you know you step back because we started as a group. the Name of the group was Full of clips You know it was, it was three of us, and it became four with two of them the sick one, and uh we, you know we added him. And then um by the time you know we was already making noise and everything, and, and we was going in the right direction. We still was taking it as a hobby, you know, going around the block and just spitting rhymes in the corners and stuff like that, just, you know, getting locally known. Uh, you know, then Fat Joe heard about us uh, through mutual friend. Um, and then um, I did the introduction in front of the bodega store, to, you know, between him and Pun, because Joe was from the block. You know, Pun was from the Bronx, but he was around from my block, but he used to hang out around that block, you know, since he was little. So he used to come to visit. And then, I, uh, you know, um, we got together one day, and we just, you know, chill with every, you know, in the Terror squad I used to hang out. The, the street terrace squad. You know, uh we used to be like I, I was part of that, like as far as like the street sense and the street sense. And so it was fun, You know, um and then one day, you know, uh Joe just pulled up and um he went to the store gets some Diet coke. I knew him from baseball. You know, he used to play in baseball, softball leagues and stuff like that. So I knew him from what's up, how you doing? You know what I said? So I just told him, I said, yo my if it's all right for my man to kick around for and uh Joe said, yeah cool, let me just get the Pepsi. He got the Pepsi we came out. You know the introduction, you know, this is my man moon Dog, Joe. Yeah. He just punch just kick that around the where, where he blew he snatched the moon out the sky and blew the sun away. Me and my brothers play hardball, ball, strictly hardcore lyrics till I finished breaking God's laws. My job's raw, but I gotta do it. Feeling hot how to boot it, so you might get shot and lose a lot of fluid. Spotted blue at an early age, even since curvy braids. I will earn a wage with the 30 gauge. There's <laughs> many ways to get paid if we got the ball, I the black course, hardest cop to drop his jaws. <laughs> Of pause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my bro, bro right there. So, you know, he, he blew his mind away with that. Joe uh, immediately was open on him. Uh, then uh, they met They met up later on during the week, and I guess they spoke. And then, you know, my brother came back and said, yo, you want to mess with me? And I'm saying, you just want to mess with me. Like, in, in, in that sense, like, you know, he just want to rock with me. Not with y'all. But he said it, you know what I'm saying, that way. And I was like, no problem. I my mean, nigga. hell yeah, do that shit. Do that shit. You know what I'm saying? Because me, like I said, I was still like, I was going to college. Uh, I was just having my, my first son. I remember my my, my my wife was pregnant at the time. So I was, I had a lot of things in my mind. So I, I didn't know, you know, that's that's the law stages. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, but uh, Pun definitely uh, guided me to the right, you know, to my right destiny. You know what I'm saying? Having them there, pushing me to keep on. You know what I'm saying? Because regardless, Joe don't put you on, i don't put you on, nigga. So, so he gave me an incentive, you know, uh, to go even harder. So he used to take me around to wherever he was going, wherever Joe would send him to do like a job. He got to spit on some, some feature, you know, Paul would take me, triple says with him, you know, he kept it a uh, lawyer like that after Joe, you know, split the group, the group up like that. And then one day we just went, we went to the beatness, into a beatness session. Uh, didn't know him ever from a hole in the wall as far as personally, but heard of the music, the rain of the tech and all of that, Juju and Les, um, we was actually Juju's crib. Uh, he had the duplex in Queens and Corona, and we just walked up in there. You know, he had the kids, the twins, um, and he had the the loft. It was like a loft. It was up in the loft that was the studio, and then uh, he played. They played the pun, the beat, because we were not supposed to be on that song. You know, we just came along with pun. <laughs> so
1: really, so uh, so you weren't supposed to be there.
0: Nah, that was his fate and the pun, with his you know insisted. Being so persistent with it about bringing us along that um, you know, we just came there, me triple Saison, and pun went to the session. I had the car, so I had to drive him, I had to hoop me. You know, pun punch card thing was in a shop at the time. So I was doing a, the whole uh, you know, running the errands with the car, taking them wherever. So um we took him there, yeah, and we was there, he put the, the uh thing less, less played us a couple of beats, you know, and then that beat came on. <laughs> Me always like the strange shit. You know what I'm saying? Like Joe used to get on on both of us because uh, we used to like the strange beats. You know what I'm saying? But his type of strange is like, God, ah, that's whack. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, the one he knows, like, like, you know, he likes to go with like, whatever the crowd and the majority goes to as far as like sound. We, me and pun used to pick beats like, like you heard the, the Supernatural one, or you know what I'm saying, Super Lyrical? Yeah. But we, um, and we go the first, not the 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 first one the second one the one on the album with that crazy it's like the, the fucking a bunch of bees coming out yeah. <laughs> yeah we picked that beat back then so um again uh, uh let's play this the the, the, the books beat I was like this thing and I was saying because that that was just that raw. Bah, bah, you know what I'm saying? Uh, that boom, bat, fast, uh, still. You know what I'm saying? Get you hyped up. So, and that, you know, Pun just started. You know, he said, "Uh, they set up shop with the notebooks." Pun told me, "Yo, he gave me the. Uh, he told me to take out my notebook and start writing." I said for why? This is for you, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> it's not for me because I, I already knew. Like me and Joe already had our differences, where he felt like we was using Pun now. Like Pun's gonna get on, and then we use Pun. So we could get on it, you know what I'm saying? Like, he was his juice or something. Uh, he couldn't be more wrong. We, I mean, we proved that already. We proved it from back then, but at the time he was thinking like that. So he told me to write Triple Says, you know, grabbed it. You don't have to tell Says nothing. Says just grabbed the book and start fucking writing the whole album. You like let him, you know, because I, his energy was up like that back then. Me, I was a slow, I got to make sure I say that. I got to make sure. So So, pun, pun, um, had a rhyme, he had half a rhyme, which was the uh, soul of love, love's gotta, you know, he had half that. We started uh, filling up the spaces with the, with, the other eight, with the other eight bars. And then he told me, cause I was stuck. You know, he'd he see me, I was fucking stuck. I was like, what the fuck am I saying? So we used to go always go off like the last words of each other. Uh, so when he said, that's it, then he told me, he said, Yo, I'm gonna finish this shit with that's it, okay? And then you come in, that's it, that's it. Like back and forth, Like you know what I'm saying? I was like, all right, cool. And then I could, I got on. So that was the smartest shit ever for my brother to do, to actually market me because that's the reason I stood in that song, you know, because uh, they couldn't take that part out because it was together, <laughs> you know, because they took put Sace out. Sace had a whole sixteen. I only did eight, yeah, you know, because I first of all I had to, you know, I had to do eight. Uh, but we didn't get a time limit. But something made me do eight bars. Maybe I was, I was slow as fuck. And I was like, only well, got eight. <laughs> Maybe it was that. <laughs> but besides that, perfectly with a fly pilot fly. You know what I'm saying? So so um it worked out. But um it was Punch genie's idea to put me there and uh make sure that I could, they couldn't take me off. That was the reason. So they 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 couldn't fit Chase in because Chase was too long and he killed it. He actually killed the uh, that's probably in the lost tapes. If somebody else, I'm sure Juju and them got it. But um uh he, he was he was right after me. And uh he just did too much. And even though even if he didn't do too much, it was just too long. Cause Pundit, like Punde like more than it was sixteen or maybe twenty, you know. Uh I think it was sixteen, but you know, between mine and him, that's what like sixteen and eight, that's fucking uh, 24. twenty four
1: twenty four bars, so he, yeah.
0: So twenty four bars, you know, and then back then you could go with like four men. But then, you know, you got the hook, you got all of that. So then you have Dumb, they're a duo. You know, that's why uh, Juju made eight bars. And then um, you have Les that made the beat. He got the 16 bars. So, you know, like, like they took off Sace. This is like the third wheel, I guess, you know. But, in, you know, Sace killed that. But that's the reason why Cuban Link on on off the books. And I still was in jo Joe. Uh, still didn't have a deal yet. Still was considered like bottom shelf you know what I'm saying, to, to Joe's and then you know, like his the view, his view of, of me. And Pun used to just drill him. Yo, listen to this shit. Cause I used to write, but not as often, but even the old shit, like Pun used to show me off to Joe. I used to kick shit. And uh, he you was, know, you know, but when I did off the books, now I did off the books, we did it. But, but I was like, oh shit. But I, you know, I'm thinking nothing of it. You know, cause I was doing shows with them, still being at Pun's Heightman at the time. And, uh. Out of nowhere, fucking okay, Funkmaster Flex like a couple of months later start playing, like he drops the bomb on that shit. New York, we was all over there with Showbiz and digging in the, in the, digging in the crates, the whole the whole crew. Diamond D, Showbiz, A.G., uh, Big L. Punk. We was all there, over there in Forest Avenue, by, by Forest Projects, by the bodega. And they had the cars, you know, they had. it looked like a drug dealer, man. <laughs> You know, the uh, Showbiz had the drop-top red Mercedes. So it was just, they would be just chilling for no reason there. All of us together, I think it was, yeah, it was a Friday, Friday night. And with me and Punya, you know, we was just chilling there with some humble shit. Pun was already, you know, he was working already on Capital Punishment. And um, the song, you know, the song came on and Showbiz's, uh, Benz's radio. And you know, from Master Fletcher's going crazy on it, like he's bringing it back. Hey, yo, New York City. You know how you talk. New York City, y'all got a, what? So dropping bombs and all that shit. So we like, oh shit, that's how shit we did with the beat. <laughs> me and Puss are looking at each other. Oh shit. So that was, that was a great moment for me. But I also remember, you know what I'm saying, as far as like, you know, Joe being mad at me at that same moment. Because of it, because now he sees more than me. Me, I'm happy just on the strength that like, damn they took that song. I'm gonna be the fucking like I'm on the radio. It's me, pun was already on fire water, you know, he was doing already things. Um, what would you do if you could do the unbelievable? He was already on those things, he was already getting every radio play. Me, I never got the radio play yet. That was my first song, so um, no deal. Uh, not, not. Only affiliated but uh, to the terror squad at the time, uh you know, through Pun and you know, working with him uh on that, because Joe was still busy with pun, you know what I'm saying, uh, getting him into into the industry. But yeah, Joe, he like, Joe got mad at me. He was like, Don't think you all of that. Don't think you all of that now. Think ass face. I remember that stink face he put. I said, What you talking about, man? And I was smiling, you know what I'm saying? I was smiling like, what you talking about? Because I already you know like, okay, what the fuck? Supposed to be happy, but um, now they don't understood that you know why he was, you know, what I'm saying on action, you know, uh, defensive shit. Uh, he never apologized later on, you know what I'm saying, for what nigga's realness and loyalty. But you know, he, he did those things. I remember those things, and um, you know, he took it like it was supposed to be like it. So maybe that was the reason why he felt, but like he did, that he acted a certain way. You know what I'm saying? Like, what well, with me, I always, you know, was never a yes man. Not to Pun, not to joke. I was definitely Pun's best friend though. But um, he didn't like that either. He didn't like that. I thought, you know what I'm saying, at the end, because it, let me not skip a chapter. After he got mad and all that shit with off the books and all that, that was the that was the entry card for Cuban Link. That's when they did the video. My first video, that was Pun's first video. So I got the chance you know, to debut his image because he already knew him. They, didn't even, they just didn't know if he was black. You know what I'm saying I look whatever you know what I'm Because they thought a lot of people thought he was black because we came into those those uh you know um, mom and pop stores and, and through the grassroots with the colleges so we came through that avenue and that's like underground hip-hop so they was hearing about pun already and um but actually the off the books song uh let the world know how pun looks you know what I'm saying you know what he's about and uh, you know that was actually my fucking, I snuck in this, like I snuck in America with fucking the Barrel in 1980s. <laughs> I snuck in that song. I snuck in that song and uh, you got certain people, mad, of course, And you know, you got other people's clapping. But um, yeah, that was, the, that was the song actually that um, Joe took to the label, Atlantic Records. That, that, that you know, that raised the, the awareness about who's next in Terror Squad after punk And they was already looking after that. You know what I'm saying? Um, once puns dropped, you know, shit went crazy. So all of that was happening at once. Off the book, set up, punk, set, set up pun with his album, Capital Punishment. Pun just kept dropping, you know what I'm saying, the, the hot shit. Right after that, uh, he took off. Uh, me, I was like, you know, I was there doing songs and pun in the album, you know, uh, still traveling with him and all of that. And then I got hot to the point where they was doing a bidding war. And, uh, you know, Joe asked me, you know, he didn't, yeah, he asked me, basically asked me. He wanted to uh, appoint himself, uh, you know, the, the deal breaker, the, the one who goes and shop the deal for me. And all that. I was like, of course, you know, thinking at the end of the day, that's you earn your roof, you know, you're you earn your dues like that. Uh, but definitely, um, I let him do it. He went up there, he he, he, he polyed a, a nice little deal for me, about a million point four with Atlantic Records. Uh, he had a kicker to that. He gave him a ten million dollar uh, album deal alongside with that. So part of um, my deal was his deal. You know, because I was the art. I was really, he signed me straight to Atlantic Records and uh he got the $10 million deals terror Squad for a label. So that's, see, that's a whole different fucking section. That's a big book. <laughs> you see the yeah. business side, how it goes. Not, not too many people know the business side, but that's how it went, right? So now you start looking at that side and you're going to understand it. turmoil And all the craziness that happened after that.
1: Because I'm interested in two things. The first is like, you know, when you talk to me about, you know, what it was like coming up and that you're, you know, rapping on the streets and that you're kind of, and then, you know, you've got mutual connections and you introduce people that way. Like it feels so foreign to the world we live in right now, which feels like you kind of rap on the internet and then people see your videos, and that's how you come on, and you built, like, a cult following. Like, do you do you see the huge differential between, you know, what you were doing when you were coming up and what Pam was doing when he was coming up versus what artists are doing now?
0: I applaud the artists right now. I, I, I'm really happy that, that that situation exists, And you know what I'm saying, because that's something that, that, that benefits me and the situation I've been in for a long time. You know um, thinking uh, you know, regardless of the fact you know everybody makes you know everybody has a art arch rival, sometimes it's usually your family member, your best friend, and it turns you know just like a fucking novel, one of those crazy movies where you know the devil, God, you know you know was he was the angel ones. it was all of that, like you know the connection was always there relationship was there between me and Joe, and then you know the fallout became where you know um we became know, enemies you know, in all aspects in his level. So but of course, you know, you got to give that energy, that energy's gonna come back. And uh and it definitely was like that. But then it was the cheap shots. It was the oh, old damn we don't come from that world, you know. So I trying to put gag holders and shit and sending, you know, calling cops and shit and, and things like that. Like, you know, the, 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 we don't I didn't respect. And um you know um that was the difference. But as far as like the, the grind the difference we i don't know well i think that the guys today don't earn it but definitely back then it was hard work it was hard work because you really had to go physically and go to these places and uh go to these moms and pops stores you know moms and pops stores that are like the little uh record uh shops back in the days they used to have in the corner like the southern boulevard they had one there you know every every little uh neighborhood had a little you know, record shot like back in the days. We go there, we take our pictures, you know, we give them love, sign autographs, we sign the, the actual LPs uh, for the fans. And that's how we meet and greet, you know, and uh, we, that's how you market yourself in a, in, a, in a grassroots level back then. And that's, that's fucking like, that's like, let's just say, like I said, 10 stops, in just one, you know, one city, not even state. You understand? So you got to keep doing this off and on like that all the way. Through. That's, you know, that's the East Coast. We did that East Coast first. Then we went to the West Coast. But it's just a lot of work, even though you have to still do that. But, you know, but to get a deal, it was like, you know, uh, basically uh, putting that work in, putting that work in that's noticeable, you know, that, 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 that that's, you know, you get the chance and opportunity for somebody to stand in front of somebody and you know, showcase your talent. Uh, and basically, you know, I, of course, I feel like lucky with that. You know, I felt lucky at the time, even though, you know, I was like, you, you know, somebody hit the lotto and they were sitting next to you. <laughs> it's like that type of luck. It's like, oh, shit. That nigga was right like, there. Oh, shit. You know, now that you know, not suck up to the dudes, so like give you money. But imagine if that's your friend. It's like, yo, my friend hit the fucking lotto. So at the end of the day, you're just happy, you know what I'm saying, for the fact that he hit it. But you understood why he got You understood that pun deserved it because he was that incredible later on, you know? Me, I'm just like, oh, shit, you know what I'm saying? Just excited for my, you know, my best friend. Uh, and I know that, I, I knew that I could chop it up with him and he, he takes my word, lit, like, musically, uh, where I could be an influence, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and really check out if people like my stuff to learn. So that's basically, you know, my role, uh, how I learned the ropes, uh, you know, how grateful I am to pun. That's why I, use it. I give him a letter every, every time. Every time I drop albums, album, there's gonna be a letter to so. him. That's addressing every fucking thing like a, you know, like the, just putting them on, even though I know he sees him, he's still with us. But uh, I still, you know, want to write the letter. So uh, I put them on and was what, happening in, in whatever era we're in, whatever day, this time we're in with, you know, current events, what's going on, put them on.
1: It always, like when you describe that of like, you know, pun, it felt like pun hit the lottery, even though he is, an amazing rapper and he was an amazing rapper makes me think like how many other artists are out there or were out there with maybe not the same skill set but a really good skill set and had great potential but never had the opportunity they just for whatever reason whether they just were never found or something happened but I always wonder like especially in that era like how many artists there would have been around that had a really good skill set that never got on.
0: Oh man, it's a lot, man. It was a lot. We came up listening to uh, some guys around my way. Uh that was named um uh young and ruthless sace was actually third member of it that's so, how you know says got with us because they had a little group called young and R- young and ruthless three illest motherfuckers I ever heard in my life coming up. And now I'm saying Sace was one of them. So it was JQ it was T U D and there was uh, Triple Sace, which his name was Joker Jam at the time. They had a group called Young and Ruthless, and they were just local cats, man. But they was into the music them. Like I wasn't even into the hip hop, like only like that, like as far as like being an MC like that. But I was behind the scenes, you know, some shy shit, still writing rhymes in, in school and stuff. But he was on a different level, you know. What I'm saying like me and Pone wasn't even writing it. I mean, rhyming uh, that we knew like we, we, we He would. I didn't even know pun and rhyme at the time when Sace was doing this. But you know, so Sage was like the middle guy that, you know, what I'm saying, inspired us too, to to really uh, take it to next level, because he was so dope. You know, Joker Jam and and I remember, um, well, what I'm saying about the level that he was on, it was we already got a contract. You know, he, he already got with the contracts back then, uh, they was already rocking with like McGruff. You know about McGruff. Uh, you know, from Harlem and all of that. You know, and he did songs with him. And it was at the same time that McGrove was trying to come up, and he came up with Heavy D at the same time. You know, like he had a. he was already out there, fucking performing in front of people, rapping, battling. Like face had that experience already right, when he came with us, and uh, he was always the, the pusher to 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 write. Oh, come on, you gotta put him in the right. Come on, let's think. and he'll be the nigga in the hallway with the beat, you know, with the crazy hands. I don't know how to stand make shit sound like he make regular like metal sound like fucking like bongos and fucking congress and I'm like yo you know so he was definitely uh skill skilled to the top when he, you know what I'm saying with the hip hop you know um with his his craft and uh he was definitely a push we all played a part you know I like to definitely understand that. that was that was what we did. You know I played my part, Chase played his part, Hunt of course play his part we all helped each other as a team. We started, we was a group. So you know how groups do it. You know what I'm saying? We were there as one. So when Joe came, you know, and he started seeing Pun's talent now, you know, which, you know, because Joe used to be always, too, in front of Pun telling him, "Ah, I'll do it this way. Like, like he's leading. Until, you know, Pun was a hard-headed way. It's like, Pun knew what the hell he was doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, Pun is a leader. He just made himself humble enough to take his leave uh because Joe is definitely one of those dudes that that you know uh you know he' got love for him you don't, and then it shows you a side, that you know whatever it is, but he just got away he's got away sometimes he could drag you to the ground you know what i'm saying uh and I think it's natural for you to do that talk to somebody a certain way, so you know uh he never did that with pun to the point of that, but he used to get mad. If he didn't listen and stuff like that, but not to the point where you know, what I'm saying he jeopardized a business relationship. But uh, in the beginning, he was definitely told, you know, pun to do certain things, which he guided him, you know, perfectly in the business, putting him in the front of the right people at all times. He did that, you know, he gets credit for it. and opening up doors in the business world for him for people to showcase, you know, his talent, puns talent, put him in places where he wouldn't normally be at the highest level so people can listen to him and and get impressed. So Joe did that. But as far as like lyrically, creatively, uh, you know, that's when Pun made fun of him. You know, you you try to over. it. And you know, you get, get, sometimes people get happy just because you're good at this that don't mean you're good at that. And then, you know what I'm saying? So it was like that. And Pun used to always stick the knife in them. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just poke them. Like, let let me do this. This is what I do. You know what I'm saying? In that field, in, in, in the creative, lyrical shit and ideas and stuff. He's the one who actually changed his whole, fat, like, Fat Joe the gangster and all that. He told him, that third album should be done, honey, too. You're bigger now. You're I
1: was well, going to say, I was going to say that, like, the era of Fat Joe, Big Pun, like, that era of Fat Joe's music, in my opinion, is the hardest lyrical. Like, it's, he, it felt like Big Pun elevated everything Fat Joe was doing. And, like, he was, in, he was writing
0: it for him. He was writing it for him. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, he was right. We was right. But pun did like 90% of the right. You could tell, you could tell. I mean, people are not dumb. You know, you could tell what, who shot you. Who the fuck you think you're talking to? I'm going you know what I'm saying? The thing, Joey Crack, and be like, bad news. That was him. seen the other shit when he started doing the other faster um, thing. It was not him progressively learning. He was pun writing shit. <laughs> you know, even though he learned how to say it. You know, because we would be there in the studio, not like that, not like that, not like that, 20 takes until he did it right, every line. And uh, he definitely worked hard, I'm saying that either. But, um, you know, and the reason I, I have to say this is because, uh, you know, my brother never got no credit for those, you know, Don Cartagena. He is the royalty checks, never came. So that means Joe never added him as a writer. And I felt like, you know, saying that's a disrespect. Told him, that's your twin, that's, you love him, this, that, and that. You're, you're taking money from his kids, wife, and his legacy um, and using it and then have the face to, you know, have the face to really be out here talking about, that's your brother. You know, Twin was just a song. We all know at the end of the day, you know, Paul was talking about me when it comes to Twin. Everybody knew that. Now, for them to say that, you know, I, I know that. I take it, you know, it's, 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 we, we know. So when you know something, you don't have to go overboard with you, go crazy with it, you know, but he, he knows. You know, everybody that was around there and, and, and seen the story knows that. Now, the the fact that he uh, I feel like the fake twin is is the one that's taken actually advantage, took advantage of, of the of the actual uh, you know of the movement of the of, of what pun did and uh, you know what he gave, all the energy he gave, free work that he gave, put in, you know, that you know he's not paying dues after a while like, you know, you went, Pum went triple platinum, my brother. He was gold. Joe went gold with Don Carter, Gina. Pum went triple platinum with still not a player. Um, a capital punch, you know. And you could see the difference, you know, in, in the creative part. Not saying that Joe didn't deserve to get no money or nothing. I'm not saying that. I'm just trying to tell you, you know, when you call somebody a brother, a brother is supposed to treat you fair. Half-half. You know what I'm saying? And I'm talking about half-half where everything is legitly. You know, you're not overcharging him. You, 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 you actually give him some love because that's your brother, but you're gonna, you know, you know that you can have his back because he's gonna have your back. That's a brother to me, right? That's that's a relationship being a Uh And Joe just, he proclaims that way. If we if would just stick to the create to the business side, I would respect it more. But all these years he's claiming something so he could get that, uh, that love from people. That he was this, he was that, he was a good guy. He never took advantage of that and, and you know that's not the truth so that's the problem okay Aaron you're going you. trying to take me to the fucking darkness to
1: see you <laughs> so, hey man if you so, bring uh, it up if you bring it up I'm gonna ask you about it so no, 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 no you can you No, know I'm fucking with you go ahead you can,
0: you can <laughs> ask me anything but you know um <laughs> uh that's what I'm saying that's that's the problem I'm not even talking about my, my situation when I I'm, I'm just talking about Pun's situation where, well, I was gonna I ask to you
1: because you, you said that you know pun was writing, um, and I'm interested because in twins, like he wrote the whole thing. The whole thing he wrote everything. Because I was going to say Fat Joe, me. his bars on that are so good. Arguably, almost yeah. better than puns in twins. Never,
0: never. But, but because never, never. I mean, you could try it. But I like you know because after a while, Joe got a he felt comfortable in the pocket. You know, he feel comfortable. He, he, he sounded too much like Punt, but he sounded different than when he came off. So, you know, it's it's almost like you'll he almost look and Punt did it deliberately like that. He didn't want him to sound exactly like Punt like him. So he would write him a certain way. You know, like he could catch after a while. he he, he got his 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 speech down pack. his for the format. You know what I'm saying? When they, he can't speak, he can't do the dead in the middle of little lily. He can't do that, but he'll do, you know what I'm saying? He'll he'll hang with him you know, he just could hang with him. So that was a great team, you know, those different uh, ingredients make a great uh, song, at the end of the day, you know. But Pun wrote the whole thing. You know, Pun wrote the whole Twins. Um, He wrote the whole Twins. And he wrote most of Joe's stuff. And like I said, the only reason that, you know, I say these things because, you know, certain people, which is him, he gets on and say he should be one of the top MCs. you know, he's a best succeed, you know, he's because he's in the charts, number one, and, you know, saying so he's one them from the real club, which he is from the real club, but when it comes to lyrics, you cannot be one of the top dudes if you get your ghost, you, get a, you got a ghostwriter, right? So at the end of the day, it's like, it's that bravado, that ego that takes you to the next year and you can tell, me, I could tell, because I know him personally. So at the end of the day, I can see, I can see how the, the money and the power and the fame, you know, gets certain people to be like, exposing himself also you know they, they, they're trying to be more than that you know that, that humility have left them because they was never humble it was just playing that part to get that use that to get to that level that you was on there was, was you wanted to be where you was at and that's it that's how i see it you know what i'm saying when the actions that he took behind it as far as like in, in real life all the actions which he did you know, and I, I think if you go back into the archives, yeah, y'all, could, y'all could check that out for yourselves. How he went, you know, saying uh, on radio stations, you know, him and Pun's wife arguing, calling out, you know, every name in the book, you know, me defending Pun and shit like that, and he goes against it. So it's different. It's a different view for the people. And that, that was not an um, image that was shown ever outside back in the days. We, we looked, from outside in, we looked like we was family.
1: How was it when Pun gained a lot of weight? I've always wondered like the effect because um, obviously he started becoming extremely unhealthy. Um, There were periods where he wasn't standing at shows, he was sitting um, and ultimately that ended, that became his downfall. But how was it? And, and, you know, a lot of it comes from, you know, his background of like, you know, as soon as he, he had money, That was like the way he expressed love was like through food and like going, "Hey, let me provide for everybody around me." And it was just like this. It was like this childhood trauma that that carried through. But how was it when it started happening like visibly? He was never a small guy, but like you could, as as it progressed, it started to get more dangerous and more worrying.
0: Yeah, um, it was to the point where you know you sit down. In the living room. Because they probably do active stuff. They play ball together, basketball together, you know. I've seen Paul when he was 180. You know, 180 pounds. But he's always a wide 180. He was a wide body. You know, the big bone guys. You see?
1: Well, there's a photo of him of like, you know, of like, yeah, but 180 pound. Yeah.
0: yeah. But he was like, a, see, you could tell that he, he's like, he could hold more weight. You know what I'm saying? Like, just people like that, some wide boned people, you see, like they just, you know, it's physically like he had the toilet. He <laughs> 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 liked to call himself that. So he was brutally handsome, exactly. So, um, me and Pun used to be boxing together. Talking about boxing, like not regular, oh, let me hit the pads. Talk about with a trainer and everything. Shout out to Mitch. You know what I'm saying? For Ford um, 167 and Prospect. I mean, 167 and Interville into the around that of Southern Boulevard. So, we used to have this tra- the trainer. No joke. Like, no joke. Like, like Rocky, you know, the little fucking uh, the nigga name. What was Rocky's fucking trainer? Mickey? Yeah. But worse than Mickey. But w- worse than Mickey. Black, black motherfucker with, with, with one go-to like this Mitch. <laughs> Hit it. Hey, come on, heavy. Come on, heavy. Come on, come on. Talking about pun, hat, fucking Tyson combinations where it's like, the quickness and everything—I'm talking about ridiculous, like the ba ba You know, hitting. You know, you learned that But we started from, from scratch with them. Me too. I was in there too. But in boxing, like you can even tell that in boxing. Like we we went to the gym so much and all of that. Uh, you lose weight fast because you you know it's, it's just a type of training that you do in boxing. You know, you put it's one thing you put Abilene, it was a secret, like a boxing secret. There was a face cream is called Abilene, Abilene. It comes in a jar. You put it, put it in your stomach. You put the whole shit, like you rub it around yourself. And then you put a glove back on it and you go run. You work out on it. It makes you sweat even more, right? So there's tricks like that. And, the, and, the, and of course, the kinesthetics, of you know, because you can't lift weight, that um that boxes, are, you know, make they make weight. We was going for, like, professional shit. We were going there, you know what I'm saying, just self-defense. We was, like, we got into it so much that it was, like, combinations and fucking, and, and, you know, we got really good to the point, like, Mitch, you know what I'm saying, the trainer was like this. You know, you guys are crazy. And, you know, we train different times. We can't train this together. We start laughing and fuck shit up, and Mitch fucking punishes us, you know? But um, we'll go different times, and, and uh, I'm going to lose weight. is what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? You lose weight fast. They also gain weight fast. And I seen other, you know, uh, uh fucking uh, boxes in there that I seen. I'll be like, how the fuck this nigga lost all that pounds. Like I seen it, 350, 450, the niggas fight like five, five 450 pounds to go in there and two or three months, got diesel like this, fighting. No steroids or nothing. You can't afford steroids over there where we where we from. So it was really just like that hard training, that mindset that uh, I could do it, I could do it. So when point was doing all that shit, you know, that break was a little too long. You know, because he used to take breaks and then he used to, we used to work out. Like every three, four months, we used to go and work out. Take a break like that. Especially when we were boxing. So he was able to lose weight like that back then. But, uh, you know, you get caught up like that, you get to start not, you know, being physical anymore. You start just being in the living room. Your wife is telling your wife to, get, you know, make food and then you there trying to break your brain because now the work you're doing is with your mind. Not so much with your physical. So that's definitely one reason why he gained so much weight. And then uh, the advancing inside the game, that money, you know, that money. The pun was one of them dudes, like, the more money and power, you feel a little powerful. Where it's like, your pun, and you know that's the wrong way to, it could be anything. You ask him anything. Your pun, you know that's not color blue. That is not the color blue. You know, by the time he had a role, he was like, well, my, uh, the diamonds in my Rolex so says, you're wrong. and I'm right. <laughs> you know, he'll <laughs> say some stupid shit like that. I would laugh, but I'm like, you're a dick. <laughs> like, you're a dick. You better stop doing this. I'm like one of them little yes-men. Cause he started with the yes-men, you know, people that just are stunned because he's the punisher and don't do anything for him. So the fatter he got, the bigger he got, the more he got people to be his arms, his legs. And, uh, you know, some Xavier shit, from X Men. The professor, he started just controlling people with with his mind, and uh, you know, kind of forgot about his health. He definitely got lost. We all get lost, certain. You know, some people, and they also they got dr- lost with drugs. You know what I'm saying? Not me, but I'm saying I seen that. They got lost with the fame, the fame, the pressure. You know, they get lost. You know, but you know, real team helps everybody get through. But if it, it's a real team. You know, um, pun made his choice when he picked up a fucking burger. He knew. It's not like he didn't know. You know, he never, he was, and he was the type of dude not to ask, he never asked for help with that. I, I used to be the dickhead. I used to be like, I, you know, from my talks behind the scenes with him, we were twin. You got, you know, you got to stop for real, my nigga. Stop. I see you get bigger. You stop. Stop your shit. I mean, come on, man. I don't even eat. Eat one time today, act Liza. his wife, you know, Liza, the kids, they all all for him. You know, I, I heard that so much and I've seen the opposite so much that after a while I was like, that's, that gotta stop lying to you, fuck. Stop fucking lying to me. Like I was the opposite, I was the, the eyeball. But he knew that. Like that's why he got, he had mad love also. Cause he knew that he couldn't pull one off, you know? And, uh, and uh, he's just too much control in the circle. Uh, and that was a problem with it, definitely with it, with the balance, you know. And he, he definitely had childhood trauma, that you know that that definitely put that shit to the next level. Uh, but I think it, it was it was never he was never in a in a, a dire situation in his head where he needed to lose weight. At the end, I remember that he, he, he asked me to come over and um, we talked. He said, "I think I'm gonna do the surgery," but before that. Like the surgery was out. You know, we box it. Like I said, we we from the ground up, the grass the grassroots. So he didn't believe in the fucking no surgeries, no tie in the fucking stomach, the intestines, you know, none of that shit. Um, you know, he believed in getting it, like earning it. And that's the right way. The mentality behind it is the right way because when you earn it, you know how to keep it. You know how to keep it because you know that you're not going to jeopardize all the work that you put in. So you need to go through all that so you respect it, you know, and stay that. You're not like you get a surgery and then you fuck it up, you know what I'm saying, as far as like you, you, you go overeat or something happens, you know. So, uh, you know, uh, well, that was the excuse you used to, to that point. So,
1: yeah, because I watched 90. his documentary um, and he's yeah. like, there's a quote in there saying that like he would say that like, hey, I can lose this if I want to lose it. And he would fluctuate. He would start for a bit and he'd lose like 20 pounds real quick. But then he'd gain yeah. forty.
0: But yeah, but he, but he didn't tell you. He ain't telling everybody. But he thought he was sick again. but you're fucking that big. You lose fucking fifty pounds and just getting up or just walking to the fucking to, 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 outside your house. You know what I'm saying? That's water weight. You know what I'm saying? So it's like that's easy to lose. It's after you start. And you could I mean, you know about that. Then you understand it's after that that cap sett- settles in All the water weight is gone and you're working out already and your body's getting used to it. Your metabolism is speeding up. And now that is when you, that's when you fucking, you know, that's when you really have to be strong and go forward with it. And he knew that. And he could do that. He could. He could. But all that shit, I lost 100 pounds. And I knew my brother. You know what I'm saying? I knew my brother. And I knew when he was in a fat farm. I knew at the end of the day, he had the kids sneaking in fucking chicken nuggets in their fucking, you know, in, in their pockets. I know that. I know that he had his wife sneaking in a fucking you know uh, forty ounce of fucking Pepsi. I knew that, but now everybody's behind it because he got Joe, and, you know, everybody else in, the, you know, that put that, that, that asked him to go. So he, I, he finally went. I was proud of that. He actually asked me to go to the fat farm with him, and I was working on my album. I "Can't like, yeah, twin. I'm over here doing my shit. You're not even helping. Help me." I was like, "What well, fuck you doing the fat farm over there? I know you fucking sneaking in fucking <laughs> chips and shit like that." And he started laughing on it because he knows that I don't.
1: Because the thing is, you can you can hear the difference in capital punishment pun and when it really becomes a big problem. Like he was not skinny in capital punishment; he's still a big guy. But like,
0: it was three, it was three, three twenty, two eighty. Yep.
1: But yeah, you could. I can like, especially because I've listened to his music a lot. You can hear that that the rhymes. What is the problem? like his breath control started to disappear. He didn't have the same breath control, which I've always Uh, 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 marveled. Like he had such long bars without breathing. And then you can hear that it gets shorter and shorter and the complexity and just how smooth it was started to disappear. And so um, I want to know, like everyone would have heard that and he would have heard that.
0: Uh, At that time it was so much, people that just was glorifying him from already for capital punishment. We got to yeah, baby. Then I think that that wasn't even an issue as it was when he was like outside of it, like inside that circle where it was, it was just his world where he controlled everything. Just like everybody. I mean, when they make their own little world, you know, around them, they want to be the leader, they'll be the leader. But some, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's their choice. You know, some people uh, don't like that. Uh, just like Joe. Joe, Joe, uh wants to be the leader of that, and, you know, right or wrong or whatever the fuck he does. He wants everybody to back him up on it. That's just, you know, shit people. That's humanity. You know, I've never been like that, though. You know, I didn't fit in there. But um, me and Pun, he always had that respect for me. Like he knew about, it. just I knew. And, you know, things me and him know. And I know what he's doing. And you think I didn't tell him that? I'm the first motherfucker to tell him that, you know, you know, on the side. And i tell him that. And he took it. He took it. He, you know, he knew what I was doing. I knew that he wanted to do that shit. That's the problem. Like, he knew that he was doing that shit. So once you know you're doing something and you're doing it deliberately, now it's on you, right? But at the same time, I care about you, right? So I'm telling you, yo, listen, but you gotta stop my nigga, you gotta stop. And then you, he's a he's a he's a jokester. So he starts snapping and then he gets personal with the snaps because he knows personal shit about me. You know, so he starts kicking and then he's he yes, man. Then he's there, he, makes people laugh. And I start snuffing the fucking, you know, yes, man, then I'm the enemy in that circle. <laughs> but he's the one who causes it because he does that shit. So, but at the end of the day, he always called me like, yeah, I know, I know. Like, um, like, like, just for example, like the Yeah Baby album was a problem because who you think was the, uh, the nigga who tweaked everything, who made the skits at the end when he passed, because the album wasn't finished, who put together songs for him, who, who was there to mix every song with the guy who's mixing it to make sure he gets it the right way to punt and fix all those extra breaths. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't know before that shit, it was a, that shit was crazy. It was an unfinished project. And you, hear, you hear the difference. I heard everything. I, the fucking instrumentals. I mean, the, just the, the vocals. just Soloed out. I heard it. So I was, every day, well, taking out breaths, putting my breaths, the punches, you know, when he punches in. I was there to do all of that. for the Yeah Baby album. I didn't get no credit. But I was me. All the skits you heard on your baby was me. I remember when the nigga told me about fucking Air Goya. I remember when he did the fucking, with the fucking eagle and He wanted to fucking put, you know, Coogee Rap and Kane and everybody together with Mark Anthony. I remember that. We, we spoke about it. That's where the skits came from. You know, and it was me really doing that uh, for him. And that's no money, you know. But at the end of the day, I do that for my brother because I wanted the best of, for him regardless. So I didn't get paid for that, which I know there was a check out there probably for that type of shit. I, you know, I wasn't thinking about all that. Thinking about my brother and how the fuck we get down and, you know what I'm saying, in music. And I don't want him to ever be, you know, um, embarrassed or, or less than, you know, his efforts as far as like what, you know, his performance and song. So I overdid shit. And, you know, these it was different mixers, but you know, people mixed the. His songs, they was doing, like, fucking four rooms at a time. So I would go to Sony Studios right there just, you know, go back and forth and create and tell him, you know what I'm saying? Because I was – I knew what he wanted. I knew what he was on. When he came to music, I knew it. I knew his whole format, you know.
1: And, it must uh, have been tough, though, to to do it. Like, because yeah, obviously you're, you're so close to him very and easy. you have such a good yeah. relationship. And then yeah. to – and then to actually have to go in and still edit his unfinished project, like, must have been extremely difficult to just, like, I, we all do it out of, we'd all do it out of a loyalty to our friend and, and what they meant to us. But emotionally, it must have been quite a tough period for you.
0: Of course, of course. It's nothing tougher than really seeing your friend go in the oven. You can turn it to ashes, right? So I saw that. You know, I was literally there, me, his wife, and his kids see them go to the oven. So, nothing harder than that. That's, that's when you start, you know, that's, especially that's your first close person that you lose. Ever. You know, that's your virgin. That's, that's your fucking, you know, you pop the cherry with that. I fucking destroyed my cherry with that. Fucking pussy. No good no more after that. <laughs> so, at the end of the day, that fucked me up. But, uh, I, I, you know, I knew the mission ahead. I knew where he left. I knew what he wanted. Uh, I was on that, I was on teamwork at that time. That was when my mind definitely um, even though I ain't not get no therapy, I don't believe in therapy in the hood. Um, that's when I was definitely on my teamwork where I'm trying to get the positivity of the people to unite. And at that time, when I recollect now, is they didn't want to come together. And they didn't want to come together because the leader they didn't want that to happen. So yes, I remember. Now, was it purposely or not purposely because he was hurting the two? I was hurting and I know I definitely wanted to do teamwork. the teamwork. Fuck is the difference between me and you? Oh, I know. You're different niggas. Some people are different. And you know, and uh that was a crucial moment. But that was also a decided moment. And then a decided moment of how this family really is. Because before that, like yeah, uh, like I said, it started off with a little Rocky in, in his relationship. Then Punt glued that shit up. You know, I made him a believer. And after that, he got me deal. a deal, very, very close. Very close with each other, me and Joe. Uh, and then, uh, you know, then he got crazier. And, you know, at the end when, when he was working on his album and I seen, I started seeing and looking at his business practices, I, you know, he'll take one for me, 10 for him, one for me, 10, you know, for the, for the crew, like selling our talent. And it's not equal. And I'm not the nigga to sit by, just talk. I mean, just sit there. I'm the dude that's gonna go, what the fuck is that? You just did? <laughs> you no, know, count that shit. No, 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 no. Slow down, like the fucking count from fucking Sesame Street. One cookie, two cookies, three. Cookies. Let's do that because you're fucking going too fast over there. And then he, you know, he didn't like that because now, you know, you, you put you, you got his hand caught in the cookie jar, and he knows it. So we left him so long. Uh, so we trusted him so much to a point of the love of friendship that we left him alone and didn't even question it for a minute and then when we we got to it where we started looking at it you know seeing oh shit you take taking 50% PUN as a manager and you the rent to really. so everything features PUN's getting 70,000 for a feature you're getting what 35,000 that's the deal he had with it. that's the deal he had with PUN and that's not fair right so what kind of brother does that to some, another brother Oh, maybe one of them little crazy you know Fake fucking have brothers that do that to you. And, you know, he's using you because for the money because money is more important than love. Okay, cool. Just say that though. You gangster, like you say, you are, Just say that. Don't fucking mock nobody and say that you're the best friend. You did this because you took more than you gave. Don't fuck around. That's the problem I have too. Now, uh, what the fuck I see? You always get me in there, Alan. Fucking me up now. What the fuck was that? <laughs> what was, was
1: that? Well, we what were talking that? about how you were feeling, but you you brought up what I actually wanted to ask you as well. What the fallout was because you had an album Twenty Four K as
0: yeah. well. Yeah, we need to get to that yet. I thought I got to that. Already.
1: Do you know? Do you know what this is? This is a sign that we might have to do another no, another yeah. another yeah part two. We might have to catch up again because there's. As, as I said to Definitely. you before, we like at the beginning, I'm a huge fan of this era, so I could talk about this for hours and I just and and just ask you, it,
0: it but is it making yeah. sense to what you what you what you looked because remember, this is it's, it's three stories, right? I got a song on my new album, right? Missing link, uh, it's called The Letter to Pun Part Two, and I made a part two to it, so uh, it's it's uh, it's three sides to a story, you know. So at the end of the day, there you have it. I, I figured you're the, you're the, you're the, you're the next, uh, a spectator, but you, you're from the outside looking in, right? Yeah. I'm the one. Well, to live, be honest,
1: I'd also want to hear Fat Joe's side as well. Um, cool. oh, and,
0: his side is out there. His yeah. Side is out there. But I, but you know, it's different.
1: Years. It's different talking to somebody, you know? I think like that's the thing. Like I can, I'm pretty good generally at seeing. Whether it's a, it's false or whether it's true. Whether they're spinning. Because like I've done a lot of these. And so I can tell usually when people are just talking shit and they're just like saying a lie. And so the things that you're telling me don't surprise me in a way. Like it it doesn't surprise me. Um, the only
0: thing that should surprise you is how the fuck did this nigga get away with it so much. That's what you should, should surprise but, me. But it, it doesn't surprise part.
1: me. But that's because everyone gets away with it. He's not the only one, and he was never the only one.
0: Well, get away with it, like like get away with it with the people, not the inside of it, not the business side, where the people still have, like, salute you and praise you to a certain level, knowing you did that shit. That's because the story was never out like that. So the spin he put, you could go see it. He's been doing it for twenty three years. I mean, we want to hear anything behind it. Matter of fact, he never even talked about us situation. Never, ever got on any podcast, any interview and said what happened. I did, right? I did. You see a thousand of my shit. I'm tired of saying it, but at the end of the day, I always ask me shit like that. So, I, you know, I'm not a type of dude that, that, you know, go and, and go go so sideways with it. Yeah. on the other hand, he, he tells people, not, don't ask me about that. When I, he's playing the you know the art of war and probably not giving me any attention. Like he thinks I'm trying to do this for attention. Like, motherfucker, that's a thing, that's a real thing that happened. where well, you think? You're gonna not talk about it and you think it's gonna fucking magically disappear. It's not gonna especially with me, he's not. And he should know that. He knows that. So at the end of the day, he never got like I went at him at songs to do it lyrically because you know the, these these he don't want to do. You know, that happened already. And then after that, it was pushing people in front of him. You know what I'm saying? So he don't want to do that. So I, lyrically, I went, "Hi, right, I'm bodying you in every fucking way. He don't want to even touch that lyrically. never made a song about me. He did it about 50, though, but he didn't do it about me, right? So his whole excuse about that is that you don't want to give me the light of day. Either I don't deserve it or he don't think I'm that good. Or, I mean, the real reason is you're scared because I'm body you in every aspect of the game. That's just me, right? And he knows that. Because uh, you know, competition is competition, lyrically, you know, but, you know, but I say shit that's real, that's the problem. I make lyrical shit happen as li- I'll take a real like my life really, like what happened between us, and put it in a fucking way that you're gonna fucking get scared. <laughs> and that's what I think I did. I scared them a little too much, I scared a lot of people. And he promoted that fear to like the business side, and he got scared of fucking with my my project and like that. And I became slowly but 20 years and plus already. It became a real bad uh, image in their eyes, you know, accordingly to what uh, my description
1: of, Well, you know, th- well what people. Fat Joe did really well was rebrand. You know what I mean? Like, after pun, after pun, like that was his era of like, you know, street, that was his era of like mean, nasty. And so now, when I look at Fat Joe and the image that he has, it's like, Friendly, happy, go lucky type of dude Like you can see the he, rebrand he, he,
0: he, he fucking robbed the bank and he got away with it That's what happened I would be fucking happy too Like they're still like I'm in an island all day Wearing fucking straw hats Looking like a beluga whale on the beach I would be just like that I would lay back But I, I just don't have it in me to do that To my friends and family I don't have the face to face somebody and lie Like make up a lie in front of you Because I know you know Like I don't have the guts to do that you know, and that's just me. Like I said, I think it's a lot of niggas like me. Now, do we have a voice in this game? Is it right or wrong? Is it or do that make him a great businessman? Because he does that. Because he cut the throat of people that you know, was his closest. Because he did it over money or fame. Yes, I guess in this game, it makes you the great businessman. Maybe he does. In America, it happened throughout history. That's what happened. You know, the motherfuckers who started the bank. You put America under, under debt for years and years to this day. Back in fucking 17, whatever the fuck, or 18 something. The bankers that gave credit out, America still owes that credit. And you can't even, you know, go into the to the Fed Federal Bank Reserve to get it, because that's a private company. You see how deep I could go with it? So it is it is like that. It is where the thieves, you know, the right thieves that do it in that type of level, uh, you know, the ones who backstab and, you know. Treacherous, treacherous fucking actions. They become heroes, but it's usually they them going out there way to make themselves look so good, you know. And that's when you see you he's he's, he start seeing the devil, you know. And, and, and I compare it to the devil because the devil, that's, that's he's the master of disguise, right? So I put him out so he's, like I put my mind onto. like, he's dangerous now. So he, I mean, he, he does that. He's able to do anything, sell you anything, sell you poison. And with a smile, that's the devil to me. And that's the category I, I choose to put him because I can't ever trust you again. I see you lie. I see you lying to the people about things that you shouldn't lie about. You got him can't say, that you bought me a house. <laughs> How the fuck you bought me a house, you psycho? I was the first nigga in charge I bought a house with my little group of $75,000. I, I got, I gave 25%, I bought me a house. The first guy. He, they were still renting and all that. I didn't gloat about that. Oh yeah, was the first one with the mouse. I never did that. We're trying to inspire. From there, pun we got his own house and He bought We started buying houses. He was mad at me because I bought a house. fucking jealous ones and it's him. He's Jose. does <laughs> his name. He's Jose.
1: Does it make it so tough you, to trust people now? No, just big fat fucking white blue whales.
0: That's it. <laughs> just one. Not everybody. I, I treat everybody like an individual, but I definitely be keeping my uh, my eye open, sharper. Uh, still the same for most part as far as like my, my character. I, I can't let the devil win that. I can't let the devil do that because once you once you start doing no change, it's it's like that's how I feel. Like I never even changed that because I'm still sociable. I still like a fucking class clown comedian. Sometimes I still enjoy my time with people. They always have fun around me. And yet, in the industry setting, the, the whole shit is like, you know, I'm the ad I'm I'm the ugly duckling. I'm the one that's drunk all the time. I'm the one that's fucking fucking shit up and start fights. Me, and I'm like, what? After I realized, like, this is this, this is the Illuminati. They're all working together. And he does has a lot of friends, all friends, and you know, all artists, the to, to managers behind. They're all against me. Bottom line, and they're all against me, not on some paranoid shit, me. I just come to the realization, I, fuck y'all. Yeah. Cool. Damn, I didn't know many you have beef. Yeah. But they'll smile in your face and they go back, you know, I don't give that nigga no job, they're crazy, will not put that nigga on that, fear, that. That fear, that, that friendship relationship that he has with people, it's been blocking me to do certain things that I know I was there to do. And then, you know, it's evidence, cause I lived evidence, and this directly goes to him. So it's like, damn, he going out your way for that still. You know, not, not a lot of hate there. I'm the one who was, who was the victim, right? I think it was, right? I got cut, yeah. I mean, I pushed you in the face because you pushed me, but I I was kind of winning then, you know. Well, I did kind of win the fucking fight up, but then you had know, somebody sliced me from the back. Okay, cool. But I got jumped, right? When you get jumped in a one on one fight, it's not fair, right? Okay, cool. So, why the fuck am I not trying to go get you in a fucking house with, you know, sitting? And by the hill with a with a, with a rifle trying to kill you. Or 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 by having you label just shitting on you not to get a deal. But you are. You're supposed to have one. Right? You're the one that got a free, nothing happened. Oh, put the way you talk, like these gangs, the one that did the gangster shit. Whatever. why are you still doing it? Oh, why? Right. Because you know, right? The strength. And that's that's the difference. That's that was that was, that was what the mindset that I had to change about uh, four years ago, three years, four years ago. Cause I was on my shit. I was on that like, Cuban bullshit. Uh street shit. You know? Uh like um rebuttaling things. Uh more of a that macho uh, you owe me one. what the fuck is my fight? I wanna fight bitch ass nigga. You know what I'm saying? I was on that. Uh and I'm still I but not as my front. That's not my front. That's, that's not my first thing that I think about. You know um but definitely um i'm aware of who's the enemy and i'm aware of what the enemy was, is capable of doing and what he he has been doing since he's showing himself nowadays more in front of the cameras in front of people like we could see i see how you know i, I could put together you know because i'm still in the it's still a puzzle you know to a point you know what i'm saying uh, uh what happened because that's how secret fucking you know uh, cumonati's fucking motherfuckers been been working you know, it's silence and secret. And it's like, you know, they poke it. And then, and then as soon as they, somebody look at them, they start poking with the stick, they put the stick behind their back and they'd be like, oh, I don't know why he's grounding for. <laughs> that's what they've been doing to me. And I found out that that's, that's how you, they're beating me. I'm a dick. I'm falling for this trick. You know, because that's not really me. I'm not really that gangster nigga that, that you know what I'm saying, that, that lives a gangster life where he got it. You know what I'm saying? Be, be watching this. Even though I do it anyway, because that's just you raised in a, in a hood. But I never wanted that role. I'm the cool guy. I'm best friend because we we're the fucking just having you know that type of good time. And you see the character pun has. He was a funny ass nigga, real nigga too. But he was a funny, comedic, creative, gifted guy. You know, Joe on the other hand was not. Joe is the crack baby slash you know have Down syndrome face. You know with the fucking you know no talent really, but he had enough, enough talent and you no know, little, little respect. So he could fucking uh you know uh, stay above uh, above water. But his whole main thing is attaching himself like a parasite to those that have talent, and he sucks. You know, just like the name crack, crack does. He makes the victim suck. He sucks everything out of the victim
1: too. Even fucking
0: eat his teeth too.
1: But I will say, with fairness to Fat Joe, he That's did identify. So, yeah. He did <laughs> identify amazing talent. He has shown an a, 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 unbelievable ability to yes. identify amazing talent throughout his whole career and different best, and to see best, the best. and then also to allow them and to actually get them to blow up. So there's like the two parts of it of like whether, whether he, he screwed them all over is a different story, but the ability to find them and then make them blow is an amazing skill set.
0: That definitely blow. But at the end of the day, what I'm trying to tell you, in all fairness to you, as uh, broke a broke bitch back, uh, is uh, <laughs> that um, there's no fairness in being, if me giving, who gave me that? Not you. I'm not talking about you. But did they? Did my enemy ever gave me that? At least, yo, know, but he's did they ever give me those flowers ever? No. So you know. I can't say, you know. He's um, yeah. He, he did great, like great one, two, three stuff. But he, you know, he set up his mother and, and she, he killed his mom's. Like I can't say that. You know what I'm saying? Can't say that because it's like, I know. It's like when you know you remember fucking uh, what was that movie? Charlie Sheen and he do the fuck. The aliens are there, but nobody believes on It's Like these things are getting taken over, and nobody he has to do something. You know, not to that point, but I'm just saying, like, it's like, I'm not on it like that, but I definitely, definitely uh, put out that red flag as far as, like, for the new generations to watch who they do business with. And I tell them their stories because of that, it's for that, see how incredible my shit is, as far as, like, what well, people will go, to the, lengths of, of, but the person that you thought was a friend of yours, of, you know, they know your kids, your kids grew together, whatever. Yeah, you had that relationship and then you got turned enemies. You know, it was the king of Naval shit, of course, but that's what happened. As soon as I, you know, the, whatever you wanted, you, I mean, you put me in a situation where I could get hurt. Right? To hurt me. All right, so I got hurt. What you did afterwards determines, how, you know, how real it is. So what he chose to do afterwards is the reason why I'm acting like this now. You understand? Because instead of him standing up like a man, or a friend, somebody didn't know me and, and and speaking to me in a certain way, telling me the right details that a friend would tell a friend he showed me he was never a friend, and that was at the time when we was really close, you know um would but but we had business differences, you know, because I would call him out his and say I'm not gonna have that and, you know but that's just business right? We just negotiated, but for him to actually do some something like that where I, you know all these years, that like, you know what I'm saying? There's no answer for it. You try to hide it. You try to deny it. And, you know, you lie. And, and I see you do this. And then you take my friend and you use, I know you're using him for his money, but yet you're saying you don't do it. And I could give you examples. What do we want to pull it out? And that's the way it is. Do, do one of, people want to believe, like the people in the industry. he's, a, he's a, He takes care of a lot of people. A lot of people depend on him. So he's protected. And that's the reason. I understand that that's not gonna stop people from not saying the truth. And Cuban couldn't get two fucks about the odd people now. Because I, I noticed that, you know, you rather hold and protect the lies so much that when I come with the truth, your whole fucking empire is gonna fall and crumble. I mean, your fault, not mine. I was just telling the, sto- the story that's gonna, that, that will liberate me. You know what I'm saying? From, from the bondages of your lies. That, that you know, cause you, sp- you spread lies so much lies and, and things like that. People start believing if you don't defend yourself. So they told a story, I'm gonna tell mine. My story's not made up. My, my story, you can feel, you can see, you can touch because I'm gonna give you that fucking, that vivid 3D fucking picture in your head when I say it. Because I lived in it, you don't tell I lived in it. First of all, you can tell, like you said, you can tell a lie here, you can tell it when a bullshit. You know? And, uh, you know, let's back on that for you, from you, for, just from you. Well I was gonna say yeah, but, but you're not we, gonna ever say tell him the truth, right? Are you I want you to say Cuban, you're fucking telling the truth. That nigga's a liar. Are you gonna ever say that? <laughs> no. Well because I, you're in the middle.
1: i mean, well, I like I said, I I actually wanna do another one with you where I can actually know the story because we, we kind of jumped around a lot and
0: nope, nope, nope. That's gonna cost you five million <laughs> pesos.
1: <laughs> yeah, let me say Get what the I forgot.
0: No, no, but I'm saying though, you you, you want to hear the story. How about this? we we'll go to part two, but you have to do your real research, right? Research your whole fat Joe side because you say, I gotta listen to his story. I want you to you know next time you know, give it whatever, my next month or two months, two weeks from now. We'll do another one, part two. And uh, but you have all the information that you know now about like what you've seen in the internet. I'm not going to put you on to what? Just look at it. When they talks about Cuban and Big Pun, big, all that like the, the controversy, look at that. See his action. Because he's already, like, he's in real time. He's already in the past. He did those actions. Not like, yeah, but, no, he actually, this is the role he took. This is what he did. Oh, shit. This is what he did. This is what he did. And this is what happened after he did it. And that's what they did. Do that one. And then you catch up. And we're not going to talk about who's right or wrong because uh, we know that. Too well I player, just right? want
1: to know more about your story too because we haven't we've covered what I would say is like I don't know 5% if that of like yeah. your actual yeah, career it. like it's we haven't we haven't touched on a lot of your career and I think that is also extremely interesting to me of like what happened in your career. And when we spoke about a lot of big pun, every, I think everyone does, but I actually want to also give you the time and talk about your own career and kind of where you're at. So that's also part of the bit part too. Um, of, course, of course. But, um, yeah, but you know, the people, the people,
0: the people are going to gravitate to the bullshit. You know that as far as like drama, you know, which is cool. I got drama in my life. I got happy times. I got sad times. I got, it's like everybody. So my drama is just fucking still going on as far as like the mystery of it. It's a fucking Scooby-Doo van outside my house right now because they don't know who the fuck is the killer at the end of the world who's monster. And that's the problem, they're trying to find closure. And then, you know i saying? The guys are supposed to give you the closure because it was close to you and never gave you the closure. Instead, they try trying to shut the fuck up. Like telling you, trying to buy you to shut up, put money Fuck Fuck of here, scientists. Uh, now you know who side they got, a guy understand so they made a choice that's what I'm saying and uh, now you're going to owe me 20% for the rest of your life let me give you my fucking life story there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we might have to write an autobiography I can I can uh, I can co-write it you just won't give me credit
0: no 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 doubt I'm, I'm in the process of writing a, it's called uh, Link famous. actually the, the book the book you know uh, and it's about my life it's not it's going to be just titled, I mean, it's not titled, it's going to be uh, just a, really more about the destiny from my from my birth to, to you know what I'm saying, to my curtain call as far as fame, and uh, between that, the actual shit I went through, which is before Terror Squad shit, I went through some other shit, <laughs> and I'm told my other, other shit since I was born it's interesting it's an interesting story definitely not just because it's mine it's because I really lived it and I'm a fan of a fuck I'm, I'm such a fan of the truth you know what I'm saying especially being in this game and entertainment like the truth is taboo you gotta make up lies to be the bad you know to see that get a point across or whatever It's like why truth is so beautiful and so fucking creative itself well maybe it's just the talent I have the guy gave me but I know it's interesting it's fucked and it's real stories and it's just a real story that deals with, uh, you know, the classic stories deal with, it, you know, the best um, departments as far as, like, you know, the, the love life, uh, the, the, you know, the drama, the, you know, the action. It's that type of book, it's that type of length So they didn't want to make – they couldn't stand me famous. They couldn't stand for me to be famous. So they made me infamous. So that's basically it. They made the length famous
1: Well, I love it, man. As I said <coughs> – <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's a that's hat. a great way to end. That's a great way to end part 1. They made me uh famous and then we go to part 2, but as I said like I definitely want to set another one up so I can yeah, understand more about your career and understand more about your journey um because you know, I'm I'm always aware that like the fanboy started me like the the fan of of I get distracted, so I want to also give Give enough time Because I am legitimately Also interested in your story um,
0: You know I used to You know I used to I used to embarrass pun Because I was like Like you Like a uh, fucking little groupie When he gives to like <laughs> <laughs> nigga, Niggas I know I was a fucking asshole I Embarrassed that a good point It you know? so be like When I first met G-Rap He was with You know The pun where he knew G-Rap He respected him Like G-Rap he respected puns so I'm like yo Right So he fucking He brings me to the studio And you know, I was like Oh shit G-Rap! Come on nigga, You back? Know, the looking at me like I'm fucking, like fucking his image up now. Cause his best friend is fucking like a baloney smoker. He's over there, you know, giving too much love to g Rap and Kane and Nas. You know say shit, fucking Nas spit my fucking toe-to-toe rhyme. Back back, you know, when he did uh, John Blaze, the first John Blaze mm. the Mystic Studios in Staten Island. Fun fucking introduced me to Nas, I didn't even know he was there. That was one of my favorites. So He fucking was in the pool room, nigga just brought me into the pool room. I was outside waiting, they had me, there was some funky shit too in the pool. I was mad Then Joe left. Then fucking pun said, come on. <laughs> so he right the room, but then Nas was there and uh, fucking Nas the nigga said. That nigga pun told him. And I said, what's up and everything. He said, oh shit. You know what I mean? Right there. Like, oh shit, man. They go, no. Like a fucking nerd. Uh, <laughs> I was just beginning, but I'm, I'm who I am. You know what I'm saying? Uh, punk gave me the look at the eyes and he was like, yo, do that, kick that shit. He was kicking us out for me for him. He told Nas that. That nigga said, what, what up to whatever. I never back down, I hold my ground upon the body like Muhammad Ali Papi. could like up in the lobby lobby. I say, ah! <laughs> fucking Nas, <nice. laughs> fucking Nas, nice, new Fucking, Rodolfo not forget time. i supposed to know my shit. So that shit was extra, extra dope. You know, that's an experience I'll never forget. Nas nice. at that time, you know, that's nomadic nice. Nas. That's three dream Nas. Nice. Fucking, the fucking poet MC of forever. So, you know, that was a beautiful moment. Uh, my brother, uh, you know, he made that happen for me. He did it on purpose, too. So you know how, how, how he will set up. He's a perfect fucking nigga to set you up. for It's usually a great experience, not bad. Joe was the one that set you up for the bad shit. Poe was always <laughs> a good, like, surprise. You know what I'm saying? Even when it was bad, it was like probably salt. Like, you and know, twist the salt shit. and In the restaurant, they you know, would tell you, go, put some salt in your shit. <laughs> so you put your soul in the whole fucking salt, you know drop to your, your food and fuck up the food so he'll do that type of shit like that funny stuff but Aaron that's it stop because part 3 is never coming out part 4 you have to definitely work hard for it. 5 and 6 ah, you're grabbing your crucifix. 7 8
1: way up late, nigga look well I always take it one part at a time we got part 1 part 2 is coming next oh um, shit as I said it's gonna be 80 parts eighty parts, but as I said, man, absolute pleasure to speak to you. We'll we'll chat off uh off the air, off recording to to organize something. Yes, but um yeah, as I said, I've been looking forward to this I was looking forward to this for a long time. I've been telling my friends like I'm gonna speak to Cuban Link. I'm gonna nerd out on some pun shit. And so now I'm like, all right, now I gotta also nerd out some Cuban Link shit next time as well.
0: No, definitely, definitely. Um I know you was Pun. Punny was your favorite rapper and I always get this a lot, you know, you know. I, he, I still he still fact, is. He still is. No, I'm sure. I'm sure. And, and I'm happy that he is. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm just saying I said that in my mind of when I'm second to none unless it's Pun. <laughs> in glamour life, I said that shit. He made me say that too, that motherfucker. You know, he gave me that. Like, well, know, the thing. crazy thing is,
1: I didn't start listening to hip hop until Pun was was not wow. with us anymore. I like the first album I ever listened to was Get Rich or Die Trying. That was two thousand three. Pun passed away two thousand. So like that was, that was a good one. That, that I, was the only, best album.
0: I mean that was the best album since Phil, I think. No, no other album. That was the last classic album like, to me. You know, and not, not to take away from what's going on, but something is going on. I remember Nas said, remember rap, rap is Dead? We was looking at him like, heaven's not dead. I was saying that. So I was like, "Rappers not dead. Nigga, I'm here. I'm going to make sure he's alive. But we didn't understand. Now, they, they don't want a life. I'm still right You know? Well, so, the ingredients of Rap was dead. The hollow, the, the, you know. The, the, the gems got hollow and, you don't know, shine as bright you know uh because fucking uh aaron which went and fucking won a lawsuit which <laughs> broke the fucking hip-hop game and now he's got all the money and he's fucking up the game so i all you're for it, aaron
1: yeah yeah the aussie guy who just came in just started from nothing just looks looks on the inside of broke it all but uh to be honest I know that I'm a spectator in this, and that you know it's always like it's a dream come true to be able to speak to people like you. So, um, pleasure. Man. I'm always, always thankful for anyone giving me their time. But man, as I said, absolute pleasure. We'll definitely have to do this again.
0: Definitely, my brother. You got my number. Uh, Y'all can catch me in CLK. Uh, yes, CLK twenty four. Oh, what's Cuban link twenty. No, <laughs> stop, stop. <laughs> IG, IG. My IG is Cuban link. CLK. That's my thing there, Nigeria. Uh, Felix Cuban Link Delgado page and Facebook. Uh, Twitter, don't know, but I'm in there somewhere. I don't use it as much, but I check the messages. I don't get into it right now. Like on Twitter. Don't know what the fuck is about, but there's a lot of action on right? it. Still kind of hot. I just got to get to know how to do it. TikTok, I'm in there too. Cuban Link. okay. So that's where you can find me. And I'm um, coming out with a new album, Missing Link. Uh, you know, uh, so you're not related to. Aaron,
1: no, I'm not it's related Aaron, to Aaron Brokovich.
0: Brokovich, you Brokovich for real? I'm
1: I'm Berkovich. Yeah, <laughs> she's she Brokovich.
0: No, 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 she was a Brokovich, but she then she became a Richovich. <laughs>
1: she did. She became very <laughs> yeah, rich.
0: Hard work too. I love that movie. Like Julia Roberts, but I, I respect that it was a true story. That's great. I said that in a round too. I, I brought that shit up. Nobody will ever bring Aaron Brokovich to fucking. I mean, Aaron broke rich into it to arrive. I did. Yeah.
1: I, well, you can you can throw it. me in there. I'll give you permit. You can throw me if you wanna if you wanna use my name as a, as a rhyme. I will again. Oh, that'll oh, be some. Oh, that would we break sue, my brain. No,
0: we got we got to a sue, uh, fifty cents girlfriend. Uh, her name is fucking Cuban Lake. I don't know when too now. <laughs> <laughs> how the fuck do you? How the fuck is Cuban Lake the girlfriend of fucking fifty? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. How the fucking little Nas is is pregnant? In the fucking I Emmy, mean, you know what I'm saying? Little Nas, take a name like Nas and do that. It's blasphemy. Don't you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, if I was Nas, I wouldn't be thrilled. Little Nas X. Yeah.
0: But no, but you would. You'll be thrilled. If you was little
1: Nas. No, I wouldn't. I mean, to be honest, I'm like, it would, d- would be- do it. Do what you want. Just don't use my name. I don't care what you do. Just don't use my name.
0: That's what I'm saying though. No, like, anyway, the, the 50 cents girlfriend is not a rapper, but she's a fitness, fitness instructor, I think. But she still got my name. I, are you Cuban? Like, I asked her, I tried to text her, I'm like, yo, excuse me. Hello. Like, uh, okay, yeah. are you Cuban like what Like, 14 carats, 10 carats? Because I know I'm 24 carats. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know I'm, I know, I'm, I'm the real one, right? Never hit you and never hit me back. That's way before, that. Like, but uh, she never responded. Just saying, uh, she's doing the same thing. Uh, she's down with Joe. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so they uh, ignore me. I think they're gonna ignore the troops
1: or so long Yeah, it's the, the it's the uh, it's the Illuminati. It's Fat Joe and Fifty Cent's oh, girlfriend, shit. Cuban Link.
0: No, no, no. I I'm just no. playing what I yeah. said. <laughs> you know, so, uh, but, uh, no, but but as far as like the the, the Cubanati doesn't exist. They, they they made it Cubanati, Cubanati, which is uh, you know every a the, the little group a militia, the militia that's out there. Uh, fucking my stuff up in <laughs> a business. business. <laughs> Going out their way to fucking do uh, hate crimes on the fucking internet on me. They they are doing a lot of things. And uh yeah. Aaron, fucking pleasure, my brother.
1: Thanks for listening to the show. Please like and subscribe and follow me on Instagram at the underscore hip hop hustle for upcoming podcast news. Also, don't forget to check out my Patreon under Hip Hop Hustle for exclusive content and to help support the show. Bye for now.